<laughs> yes, Mr. Columbo, you'll find my affairs are in fact in order. So you may move along with your detectiving. <laughs> yes. Mm. You know, no, it really, it really seems that way. Yeah. You know, everything, everything does seem to, to fit together here. And I don't want to waste any more of your time. You know, I'll just, I'll get out of your hair. But that's, that's just one more thing. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm wrong. I'm so sorry. I was late. I, 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 I got stuck in traffic and then I got halfway. I got around the corner. My car broke down. Uh, you know, the dog was yapping I'm, at I'm, me. I'm sorry. Oh, you there? got, you, I, you got, you got a dog? What's your name? My dog. I got a what's dog. Name? What's your I got dog's a dog. Name? His name's dog. Oh, my dog's uh, name's dog I'm too. Sorry, that's you. Are there two Colum Are there two Detective Columbo? Sir, sir, I don't want to take up any more of your time, sir. No, no more. We understand you're very, you're very, very busy. busy. It's just really, there's just there's one more thing. I had one question. I'm so sorry. There's just one. I, you know, he was very late. You know, these 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 things happen. All right. Well, before 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 either of you do any of that, uh, I just need to remove this mask one more thing from me i don't want to take up any of your time it's just oh just want to let you know about one little thing and it's the fact that it's this whole thing it's it's fun fiction that might be the worst cold open we've done <laughs> we say that during every cold open <laughs> So welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like, and I am woefully ill-prepared for this episode. Scotty Moore! I, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you're very busy. I'm Megan Danger. <laughs> uh, and, you know, uh, just one more just one more thing that's that there's one more person here, and I'm Jeff Stormer. Hey, welcome to the show, Jeff Stormer. I've been, uh, we have been wanting you to come on the show for a while, and we're so excited for you to have immediately brought. Usually, like, guest hosts will bring in a litany of things, and you were like... <laughs> wrestling or Columbo, and I'm like, well, <laughs> we've already done. <laughs> well, I can't do that to Megan again. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Jeff, I need you to understand that the first thing I usually say to a guest is, how dare you? Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> fair. fair. But but no, I, I get to I get to say thank you. Hey, thank I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm truly glad. <laughs> um, but before before we get into it, you, you should tell us what where, where you're from, what you do, and and all that lovely stuff. Yeah, of course. Uh, I am Jeff Stormer. I am the great clown Paleochi of tabletop RPG <laughs> podcasting. Um, you can hear me um, every week on Party of One, which is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. I am also a co-host of All My Fantasy Children, which is a podcast about tabletop RPG character creation and world-building. Um, I have make a bunch of games. I, I do podcasting, uh, for a, like a business for my full-time job. Uh, I am, I, I make a lot of things and I, I put a lot of smiles on faces and I put a lot of butts in seats is how I describe it. Uh, I don't know if that last one is true, but I like to imagine it is. It, it sounds good, and that's what it matters. It resonated well with me, a fan of the downfall of WCW in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really, that's that's the audience that I'm chasing, so I'm glad. 
Um, well, before I let you two kind of just go off, because I, as I stated, I got I was going to watch a lot of Columbo to prep for this. And then I got COVID. And I'll, I'll be honest, I watched one episode of Columbo pre-COVID. And that was so hard for me to pay attention to that during having COVID. The nice thing about Columbo is admittedly that if you've watched one episode, like, yeah. You kind of got, like, you got the, there are some finer lore bits, but you kind of got the gist. Yeah, you could fade in and out, it, you know. Uh, the way I described my experience watching Columbo to Megan was that it's not a detective show. It is an Animal Planet documentary series, except instead of following, like, a cute cat or a cute dog, it's following this tiny man around as he just does weird things to people. It is exactly, that is maybe the best description of Columbo I've ever heard. <laughs> Absolutely, because it, it is 100% not a detective show, uh, quite famously, because every episode opens with you watching the murderer do the thing. For about so 30 minutes. You're not minutes. solving the mystery. About a third of the episode yeah. straight up is like, it's just a calculated murder, and then just a funky little dude shows up. <laughs> Sometimes, if I'm watching Columbo, and I'm very high... I will forget. I will just be like, I'm watching this murder happen. And then after, you know, 30, 40 minutes into the episode, I'm like, oh, shit. It's I forgot he was coming. Oh, it's, like, it's like a fun here. surprise. Once, get him, Columbo. Was there ever an episode of Columbo where he just didn't? Like a murder happened and then just credits rolled? You keep uh, waiting. I believe that was called Dexter, and I think it ran for eight seasons. <laughs> No, the credits roll and then it's like the credits are on the left side of the screen. The right side of the screen is just Columbo sadly eating an ice cream cone. <laughs> Can't get all of them. <laughs> uh, so why why should I and why should our audience love Columbo to either one of you? Big question. Big question. Yeah, uh, I would start it with, because I, I feel like this is part of why Columbo has had a, a resurgence. Um, Tumblr daddy so, Columbo. <laughs> please don't say those noted, words. I noted, hate them. Noted, noted Tumblr sexy man Columbo. <laughs> no, no. See, it's different. They love Columbo for his trans mask swag. Um, fair, fair. So, like, you know, um, part of the appeal of Columbo is like, yeah, he's a cop. And that's that's hard a lot. Because even shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like, it's copaganda. Like, yeah, they're, they're cute and they're fun, but they're fucking cops. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, And, like, that meme, what's it? Uh, All dogs go to heaven except for those class traitors from the Paw Patrol. <laughs> 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 but Columbo may be the only good, like, fictional whatever cop out there. Because he only goes after super wealthy dickheads who think they could just get away with murder because they're the specialist boy in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. There's it, that's a that's a big part of it is like watching watching like you know when you're sitting down to watch an episode of Columbo that you are going to watch like an unlikable rich asshole get their comeuppance at the hands of a funky little man <laughs> in a bad car and an ill-fitting trench coat. And a dog, like sometimes you get to see a dog, which is a, like an immediate plus. Yeah, you can't you can't go wrong. It feels like Columbo is the bourgeoisie version of Roadhouse. Uh, <laughs> Columbo's not the bourgeoisie version of anything. <laughs> All I know is Roadhouse. That man, that man don't need to do any detectiveing. He's just like you're a bad man, and I'm gonna rip your throat out. <laughs> 
He does. He does uh, throw Terry. He does throw Terry Funk through a wall, and that feels like an immediate win. <laughs> Sadly, there is not an episode of Columbo where he throws Terry Funk through a wall, and frankly, that is a miss. I recognize that that is a miss. Yeah, no, that's that's valid. If Columbo threw more people through walls, I was going to say I do think I Columbo could do Roadhouse. I don't know if Swayze could do Columbo. I also do love that I'm not referring to Columbo by his actor name, but just as Columbo. <laughs> Legitimately, Peter Falk and Columbo pretty interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, there's there's also a distinct joy in that like. Uh, every episode is an entirely self-contained thing, so it is like a perfect kind of like it is a perfect thing to half pay attention to because, like, and, and it's interesting because it kind of is like a very icon, like very iconic and almost historically important piece of television for kind of perfecting that level of what what would later become known as the USA Network original series formula of like you know yes. you know who did it you know about when when they're going to figure out who did it and you're just kind of along for the ride yeah yeah 100% so good um and then i would say one of the other things that's fun about columbo is um that you get like these actors who i mean when i know who they are because there are many times where i'd have no fucking clue uh but when you do know who they are that are playing like wildly against type which is 100%. so fun like you got mm-hmm. and you could tell they're having a fucking blast you got like dick van dyke and leonard nimoy as just leonard nimoy specifically plays a dude who's just fucked He's the, up. i watched that episode i watched a stitch in crime last night one of the all-time great columbos and like leonard nimoy is just the absolute dirt worst most like unlikable just bastard man and it like yeah it's it's genuinely fun. Yeah, you're exactly right, Megan. It's genuinely fun <laughs> to watch like seven beloved 70s character actors just like truly chew the shit out of the scenery is one of the most like it's it's thoroughly enjoyable. It's a level of like you can just watching people play in the space of acting is inherently enjoyable. I don't know if this was during that exact same episode, but you did tweet last night. Nothing I ever write will be funnier than Columbo stumbling onto a crime scene, pulling a hard boiled egg from his pocket and immediately (laughs) peeling it while examining the scene of a homicide. That is that is from that episode. That's the it's, one. His, it's his his introduction in that episode is that they're looking at like a woman was murdered, was beaten to death with a crowbar the night before. Egg. And like they're like looking and Columbo like the car veers into frame. He stumbles out of his car and goes, oh, I'm so sorry I'm running late. The wife has some kind of stomach thing. I don't know. Oh, I'm so I ain't getting a lot of sleep. I didn't get to eat my breakfast. And then he reaches into his like, trench coat pocket. It, pulls out a hard-boiled egg and just starts cracking it on surfaces and peeling it. And one of the officers, like examining body, goes, uh, "Excuse us, Columbo. We're trying to keep the crime scene clean." He's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna. I'll crack it over here." <laughs> and he'll just he'll do shit like that. And then on other episodes, there was one I watched. Um, shit, I don't remember which one it was. Not too long ago. Where he just starts speaking perfect fluent Italian at someone. <laughs> and there's this it's is just true. not and it's not like draw it's just like, oh yeah, there's this waiter over here, like he saw something and he's this little Italian dude, and Colombo just starts fucking go and I'm just Did anyone <laughs> else know he could do that? <laughs> it's a, a way to describe Colombo legitimately is 
it's a little bit like watching a slasher film in that like in that like you watch somebody that has that think you watch somebody think they're gonna get away with it Mm -hmm. but you specifically like are just watching as like as this little man lurks around (laughs) the edges until he just knifes them in the gut except instead of a literal knife it's i have this one piece of evidence which on and like there's a there's it's decidedly fun because like both the show in format and like the way they write Columbo is that like he never doesn't know he knows who did it as much as anyone else. Yeah. And there's like there's such a fun joy to like just kind of watching him like fuck around while simultaneously just occasionally dropping that thread of like, oh, yeah, I already know you did it because of X, Y and Z. Like, I don't even really need to be here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like some of the best parts is because most of the time. He's figured it out within like the first few minutes of his arrival on the scene. And so the rest of it is just him being like, all right, I need like one piece of like physical evidence so that I can actually prove it. And also, I just really want to fuck with this guy. (laughs) Yeah. Or even if he's not just fucking, I just think they're really interesting. And this is my opportunity to dick around and talk to them. Like the one with um, William Shatner. The Shatner it's one, so uh, good. The, is that the, you mean the one where he's playing? Uh, he's playing a, a guy playing Columbo, and it gets weird and meta for what? an hour and a half. It gets weird. It gets meta. It gets horny. It gets so. It gets so horny. They get drunk and like film each other. Columbo tries on his shoes. <laughs> so of all Columbos There's... to start me on, this wasn't the one you pitched. <laughs> I don't remember uh, what one you I watched. I watched the one where you guys were talking about like, oh, it's fun seeing these actors get to break out and go a little bit crazier. I saw the exact opposite, which is an actor who usually is very fun and comedic, a lot more down to earth. And it was Leslie Nielsen, specifically the episode <laughs> where he dies. <laughs> yep, oh, yep. but he has, I, great. I, I, he has that one. I think I, I have it on here, actually, because I was going to talk about it, even if I didn't have an in. <laughs> Him and his board rock boyfriend yeah, winning. Yeah, yeah. He's like, three years, amigo. We had our own kind of currency <laughs> down there in banana land. And it's like, I love this. That's also the episode where Columbo has a really weird interlude with a belly dancer. Oh, yeah. And there's like, he does right. three one more one more things in a row. He's like, one more thing. And then he goes through it. And he's like, before I leave that, one more thing. And then he starts to leave again. And I'm like, you're really fucking with him today. Uh, the best part of that one to me was when Leslie Nielsen and his boardwalk banana boat boyfriend <laughs> go to, I think it's a shooting range, and they both show off amazing shooting skills to a point where they win like this giant <laughs> teddy bear thing. And obviously yep. Leslie Nielsen's like, I am a grown ass man. I do not need this and gives it back. The other guy's like, I was going to commit a murder today, but I guess you're coming with me. Stuff's a lot. Let's go. <laughs> Great. I, 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 I'll, I, yeah, the one with Shatner is amazing because he plays a TV detective that is like, they very like they play up the fact that he's basically like the structure of his show like you never really see it play out but it's basically just Columbo <laughs> and like uh Columbo shows up and is immediately like and he's like this is actually my favorite TV show and, like, like he's so he's so starstruck like it's legitimately really fun. oh that's good uh, Oh, and he is he is fully Shatner. Does he have a little mustache too? He does not, but he does no. wear he does wear an ascot the whole episode. He does. 
I, I also recommend the episode where Johnny Cash plays essentially Johnny Cash. That is a wild one because, like, he he's doing some very he did a very bad murder, but Columbo's really chill with him about it. <laughs> Columbo's just yeah, Columbo. That's the one where Columbo has figured it out and is like, I'm just gonna take my time because like I kind of <laughs> already got this guy, but the. Johnny Cash's murder legitimately involves, it pivotably hangs on the plot that Johnny Cash has a pilot's license. Yeah. <laughs> and he flies with his manager, slips, slips sleeping pills into her, co- into a, into a thermos of coffee that he, that he gives to her, but also keeps at, also keeps on him so that he can fake his own falling asleep while flying his plane. Oh, that's and good. then brings out a makeshift parachute, which you learn that he learned how to die while in the Korean War. Flies out in a make in a homemade parachute, and like and, and lets the plane crash to make it seem like she died in a plane crash. And that he was ripped out by the torrential or by like the horrifying winds. And the Columbo like kind of pieces it together immediately, and then just sort of hangs around his estate for a while. He chills out at the the Johnny Cash compound, listens to him do a few songs. It's more accurately one song. That he yeah, that's does. true. Sorry, he listens to him do a single song. Excuse that he does me. like eight. He sings like eight different times. It's a song with one line. It's I saw the light, and they just sing that line for a whole episode. I'm going through the list of guests from Columbo and. Jesus H. Christ. Yeah, it's, man. It is an all-star lineup. Jeff Goldblum, not as a main actor, apparently was just in the background of a random scene. I can believe that. Uh, Ian McShane. <laughs> see, that might be getting into, like, late-era Columbo. Uh, yeah, let's see. It was 1990. Yeah. yeah that's one of, I, think that's, I think that might be the, like, what's one of the last Columbo, like, TV movies? I could yeah, one of the, the they finished out. I think the last one was like 1999 or something. So this this was very much like a Columbo the later years, and the quality does fall off significantly. Given the fact that they describe it as an above average new episode, does let me know very quickly. There's something wrong with now, this. Can I also tell you about a related piece of Columbo media that is extra that I have not read? But that is extraordinarily, the premise alone is extraordinarily important to me. Absolutely, yes. Can I tell you about a very real novel that legitimately does exist called, and I am not exaggerating, Columbo and the Grassy Knoll? (laughs) Okay, see, I learned about this like two days ago. (laughs) What? (laughs) And I have one to compliment that once you're done talking about it. There is... There is a series of novels that a guy <laughs> had been hired to write, like the Columbo novels. And the I, I don't know if it's the first one, but it's the one that like I learned existed is Columbo and the Grassy Knoll. It's and the, such the, a powerful the tagline title. of the cover is like America's TV favorite TV detective faces off against America's greatest mystery. And the premise is I, I did dig in because I was so fascinated. And it gets better. It gets funnier than just thinking just just a novel in which Columbo solves the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> because the actual plot is that a radio host, like a political talk radio host, is murdered after claiming that he has the tapes 
that explain the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> so Columbo has to. So Columbo solves the Kennedy assassination to figure out who murdered this radio host, which means that Columbo solving the JFK assassination <gasps> is the B plot of the story. That's the B plot. <laughs> That's not the main. He he gets to the end and he's like, well. That was the Kennedy assassination, and that's how I know that you did it. <laughs> I went to hell and killed the devil and saved humanity from eternal sin. As and that's what leads me to know you committed that jaywalking crime on 19th Street. It's the funniest, like, the idea that he was like, he was like well, I got this, and that's how I know, that's how I know who the murderer is. So... When I discovered that one the other day, so I, or someone, someone, excuse me, someone showed that one to me, so I went looking for more, and that was uh, where I found the one. I'm, I'm going to copy. I'm going to put the picture in the uh, chat here because the book cover is amazing. It's Columbo and the Helter Skelter Murders. That's good. I love every picture of Columbo because he looks like he's sheepishly about to ask you out on a date. <laughs> Which, which he is on this cover, just this sort of like, oh, yeah. little old me. But it also has a picture of Charles Manson on it. It's so good. See, now I, I think the other reason why Columbo has gotten big once again is because of this extraneous holy shit stuff. Uh, another one I just learned because I'm on the Columbo Wikipedia page right now. What is this man's name? First name. Well, okay. We don't know, we don't know for sure. Okay. <laughs> There's the prevailing th it's probably Frank. Okay. But it's more fun to say no, it's Lieutenant. That's very good. No, do you know about the lawsuit? No. no. Um okay, so the because no one really knew who his what his first name was, the man who invented the trivia encyclopedia, which is just the instant like I'm a virgin. Fred L. Worth. <laughs> the least cool thing that you can be known for. Sure. Uh, he included a false entry that listed Philip Columbo as his full name <gasps> as a copyright trap. When the trip, when the board game Trivial Pursuit came out, it included Philip as the answer to what was Columbo's first name. So he filed a three hundred million dollar lawsuit against them for copying his fake name he made up in his dumb trivia book. Astounding! That's fucking wild, and also the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> also, I, I lied when I said that was the least cool thing you can be known for, because the least cool thing you can be known for is filing a three hundred million dollar lawsuit about your fake trivia. Now, I have two more things that I want to I want to cover down on. Do you know about the third Columbo novel? There's I got uh, one more. For there's you. another one. <laughs> And that is Columbo. That is Columbo and the Hoffa connection. <laughs> where he figures out where Jimmy Hoffa's buried. These books really just went like, you know what Columbo's problem is? Not big enough. <laughs> we gotta, he's gotta, we, America, America needs Columbo is really what we landed on. You, you know how the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago today? You know who's leading the charge? <laughs> Columbo. Excuse me, Mr. Mr. Trump. Excuse, excuse me. me. It's astounding how they both raided Mar-a-Lago and Columbo also took down Ezra Miller all in one day. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's a busy man. He's a busy man. <laughs> now, do you know the do you know the story behind uh Columbo taking down Ezra Miller? No, I don't know yet. <laughs> okay, good, because I got the fact. I've got the scoop. The drama around Columbo's wife's tr- like real identity? No, what? I do see yeah. uh, the Mrs. Columbo <laughs> spinoff here. So there's controversy around that series in particular, where mm-hmm. in the entire series, she's never named and she's never seen on screen. Mm-hmm. He talks about her constantly. There are fan theories that she might not actually exist and might just be a psychological ploy. <laughs> you like do briefly see her on a boat on the episode where he's on a boat. You see kind that? Of yeah, that's the thing that disproves that because it's a fun theory that he doesn't even have a wife because he also brings up, oh, my nephew's really into this or I've yeah. got a cousin and those are clearly bullshit. But him and his wife do go on a cruise they while do. he solves a boat murder, and there is reference to other people on the boat having seen his wife. And uh, they, 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 it's a whole thing. You like, it's a whole thing, and she's a beloved like aspect of the lore. And then they made a spinoff called Mrs. Columbo. Yeah, uh, it was supposed to be about his wife, who was played by Kate Mulgrew, uh, Captain Janeway. Oh god, who, like, that would I was, do love Kate Mulgrew. <laughs> I do love. She's great. National treasure. Uh and she was Kate Columbo who went off and solved murders while Columbo was at work. That's very um, good. <laughs> but the show was so universally hated immediately. <laughs> and well, also like the just fucking that. woke libs <laughs> <laughs> making a lady Lumbo. You you, you, can't, you can't just do that. You can't just be like, oh yeah, she's also a lumbo. Um, and and the creators like weren't involved in it. So not only do they like can't do they after the first season establish that she's not actually Kate Columbo, they rename it as like Kate Loves Crime. It's like they rename it. And then they go on to like the actual Columbo series, and there's an episode where he casually drops a reference of like, yeah, there's some crazy lady running around town pretending to be my wife. I don't know what's going on with her. That's good. (laughs) Fuck, that's funny. Yeah, see, I haven't haven't seen a lot of the more uh, recent ones. It started as Mrs. Columbo, then became Kate Columbo, then became Kate the Detective, then became... (laughs) Kate loves a mystery. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's so absolutely powerful. Um, okay, I've got some that's more heinous. fun Wikipedia facts um, about this. Apparently, all of the weird shit that he does was fully improvised by Peter Falk. Just. To fuck with the other the other actors, it's, it's that's great. Insert, that rules. He uh, ins, inserted these into his performance as a way to keep his fellow actors off balance. He felt it helped to make their confused and impatient reactions to Columbo's antics more genuine. Um, also, th- one more thing before I let you guys talk. <laughs> The catchphrase, one more thing, was conceived when they were writing uh, the original play. We had a scene that was too short. We had Columbo already make his exit. We were too <laughs> lazy to retype it, so we just had him come back and be like, oh, by the way, one more thing. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a very um, power, powerful writing strategy. <laughs> just, you know what? I'm not, I'm not, dele- I'm not deleting. Fuck what this. He just comes back in. I didn't know it was a play. Well, no, I think teleplay. Oh, okay, okay. Because it was, I think, the first one, one of them, I don't know if it was necessarily the pilot or, like, the first official episode was directed by 
uh, a young, bright-eyed, and and I was gonna say moist, and I don't know why the fuck Incorrect. I was going to say moist. It's the, it's a the, young, it, bright-eyed, moist Steven Spielberg. It's the it's the seventies. Everybody's kind of a little damp. This is true. But what you were saying about like uh, the the villains like being annoyed with him or whatever is I feel like this is kind of like the last thing that I that I specifically want to touch on, which is that the the each villain of the episodes uh, relationship with Columbo usually goes in like one of three ways, which is they fucking hate this fucked up little goblin man following him, (laughs) following them around and they just try to lose him. Uh, They are enamored of this fucked up little goblin man. They're like, he's never going to figure out. He can't catch me. And he's just so, fu- I'm going to take him around in like my purse, like a little dog. And we're just going to have a great time. Like the rock and Megan the stallion. <laughs> <laughs> and three, they have intense, bizarre, palpable sexual tension. Yes. 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 <laughs> I think that's what it was in the Leslie Nielsen episode. I can't remember specifically, but I do remember a whole lot of us being like, these two should fuck, eh? These two? Into it? Uh, also, uh, another fun fact. He apparently went to the Dean Martin celebrity roast of Frank Sinatra. He did. In character as Columbo, <laughs> and that's boss shit right there. He, he, there's a whole <laughs> long bit where he asks, uh, he asks him this, like, he asks, uh, I think he asks Dean Martin to, like, sign, or it's Dean Martin or Sinatra, but he asks him to, for an autograph and proceeds to be, like, can you actually sign it, Columb? Can you actually sign it, Mrs. Columbo? You just Columbo, just you know. <laughs> so good. I love so this little man. Good. I didn't re- see, and I guess this is just from looking at him and not having experience of the show. I really did think he was like the prototypical like gritty like detective of like oh that hard boiled egg of a cup and then i watched it and i'm like no he's just delightful he's just he's very just happy a, he's an odd little he's an odd little man <laughs> i also did not know how little he was and then he got out the car in the first episode and i was like oh damn son He's like he's a short king. He, there's, there's two of them in that trench coat. That's why he has to wear it. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else to say about Lumbo before we get into any fun fictions? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I think we've covered the things that are great about Columbo. I have found yeah. some very sad things about Columbo, but I don't think they need to be advertised on our show. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, all right, Megan. Do you want to get into some? Did you, uh, you said you have multiple mini fan fictions, and that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yes. So before I get into them, uh, just because this is this is related, uh, because like, let's face it. Due to the resurgence, are you saying before we get into it, you don't want to take up too much more of our time? <laughs> <laughs> I know your time is, bit, sir. I know your time is very important. Um. A Columbo reboot feels inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, and then before I actually like get to my fic, I'm curious um, what your guys' takes might be. That I, I have two actors in mind 
that if if we had if we have to do a Columbo, who I would want Michael B. Jordan. I'm pretty sure I put them. I'm pretty sure I put them in the Discord. Like Scotty's seen them, uh, and that is Sam Rockwell. Yeah, that's or, so good. It's good. Well, because he's another weird raggedy little, little short weird king. Little man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or uh, Natasha Leone. Mm-hmm. Natasha Leone. I know Natasha Leone has like actively wanted to play Columbo for a very long time, <laughs> and I would love to watch her be Columbo. All you gotta do is watch like one episode of Russian Doll, and it's like, yeah, oh, yep, yeah, that's it. <laughs> now this brings up uh, this brings up a game that I uh, that I, I like rolled out to some friends that became like a very a very in depth piece of 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 cultural analysis, which is the Hollywood game Could They Columbo. Uh, in which Ooh. you just name uh, there's there's kind of two parts of okay. it. Okay, you 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 name any actor and you sit back and go, could they play Columbo? Could they play a Columbo villain? And the the rarest of the three is could they play both? <laughs> Ooh, uh, I'll go back to the joke answer I had a few minutes ago. Michael B. Jordan, villain, absolutely. Oh, villain, he absolutely. Could be, he would be villain. a fantastic Columbo villain. <sighs> I don't think Michael B. Jordan could be Columbo. I think he would be too. I feel like I'm trying to think. I think he could. I think he has the same problem that like a Dwayne the Rock Johnson Columbo would have, which is they're too genuine and not yeah, weird you enough. Would, you would take them. You would take them too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Michael B. Jordan is absolutely not weird enough. Um, so here, what what might be what we could do is I'm going to read you my. Uh, what I, so what I did here is these are modern uh, Columbos. These are bespoke Columbos for the modern age, mm-hmm. much like that one like Twitter or whatever that does the modern Seinfeld episodes. Oh, uh, one more thing before you do that. Uh, I think I found <laughs> one of the rare ones uh, that can be both villain and Columbo, and it is Danny DeVito. Anyways, yeah. now you may go Shit, on. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> good. I, I also, I had to go into Discord, my Discord history. Uh, another one of the rare could do both. Truly... Uh, consider one Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, <Fuck. laughs> yeah. Shit. Damn it! I, I'd, I'd watch. I the mean, hell Venom out of it. is essentially a Colum- like Venom it, is essentially Eddie Columbo. Brock is just Columbo. <laughs> he is kind. Of, I just, I just, you know, one, what, what, just one more thing. Well, I got this parasite. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna read you these. I'm gonna read you my modern Columbo, my pitches for a modern Columbo. And then you guys can be working in the, in the back of your minds um, on more more could they lumbo. So here are some episodes for you. I've got four for your consideration. A tech bro played by a very buff Henry Cavill with a mustache and a really tight shirt murders his business partner over some like crypto Bitcoin bullshit and makes it look like he died because he got trapped in his Tesla when it caught on fire. Which is a thing that happens. Teslas just fucking clam up like a goddamn tortoise, and then you're gonna burn to death in it. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Cavill is like, yeah, his his villain style is he's a prissy little bitch the whole time, where Columbo's just annoying the shit out of him, just being like, so I, I got you know, I got a cousin who's always asking me about the blockchain. <laughs> is, is that a, these uh, who who exactly is? Funging these tokens. <laughs> um, eventually, Columbo figures out that the guy was dead before Henry Cavill put him in the car and set it on fire. He catches Cavill and says something to the tune of, 
Uh, sorry, sir, but I think you just funged your own token. Now see this. Now see, I, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go. You're very busy. I don't know these computery things, but I do want to say, I, I one thing stands out to me, and that is, uh, you know, that I'm seeing here a record on this. Uh, what is it? This ledger, this blockchain. I see a record that has <laughs> the victim's name attached, and it is my understanding that this blockchain is an immutable source of data. Is that correct? Just, it cannot be overwritten. Just more one, one more thing. I have this uh, USB stick. You call it your Bitcoin bank, and I plugged it in. <laughs> Episode title: Right click. For murder. <laughs> Great episode title. Great episode title. All right, second one. A health and beauty Instagram influencer played by Jamila Jamil kills Ooh. her manager after learning that he is leaving her high and dry to manage a younger, more successful influencer played by Zendaya. She tries to make it look like he died doing like a bullshit juice cleanse scam that Zendaya's character had promoted on her social media to try to like frame her for negligent manslaughter or something. Um, and this is also like could be like a goofy meta thing because like one of the things Jamila uh, Jamil's known for is being very outspoken on social media about uh, other celebrities who run those fucking like colon cleanse juice cleanse whatever oh, yeah. scams. Um, so she's one of the killers who thinks Columbo is a delightful little weirdo and like she hangs out with him because she thinks she won't get caught and uh, much like. The scene in, I want to say the episode is Double Shock, where we get where Columbo is a guest on a cooking show and we get to watch him struggle to make an egg for a few <laughs> minutes. They do a YouTube together. Like, she's just like, no, oh, come here, come here, you've got to do this with me. And she gets him to try a Korean face mask. And uh, before you uh, click off this video, one more thing. Just need you to like, <laughs> comment, and subscribe. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because the episode title is Like, Subscribe, and Die. <laughs> Pitch number three, Oscar Isaac guest stars in this episode as the wealthy owner of an art gallery who murders his ex-wife in order to maintain sole ownership of the gallery. He hides the murder by trying to frame a young artist exhibiting his works at the gallery who his ex was romantically entangled with. He's played by John Boyega. Do you get it? Do you see what I'm doing here? Do you get it? <laughs> Isaac's killer is the type that gets really obsessive and weird about Columbo, like in, in, in the like horny way. sexual tension way. Yeah, in the horny way. And in the end, when his crimes are exposed, Isaac's character does like that sort of like tip of the invisible cap thing as he's being led away. And he says in a very like smoky, he's like, well done, Lieutenant Columbo. Well done. Uh, that is another <laughs> rarity. I think Oscar Isaac could both be villain and Lumbo. I think both. I think he could, I think he could make that work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This episode title is The Art of Murder. Nice. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. And finally, last but certainly not least, a pair of true crime podcasters played by Melissa McCarthy and Lena Headey get into a massive fight the day they're supposed to do a live show at one of the biggest podcast conventions in the country. McCarthy's character feels like she's not appreciated enough for all the work she does doing research for the show, and she threatens like that she if she doesn't get more money, she's going to walk. And then Heidi's character viciously bullies McCarthy about how she's the charisma and the charm behind their show, which, incidentally, is called Corpses, Crime, and Cotton Candy Vodka. Nice! <laughs> and... <laughs> And that McCarthy needs her. And it ends with McCarthy, like the fight ends, uh, with her accidentally killing Heidi in a fit of rage. I, I don't know. She like pushes her real hard and she trips on a mixing board and dies. I don't know. Fucking leave me alone. 
Columbo annoys a paranoid McCarthy following her around throughout the podcast convention, <gasps> uh, which of course features tons of cameos from real podcasters. And also Conan O'Brien in costume is Joe Rogan. Oh, good. That's funny. That's, That's funny. Art. That's good. That's good. And I just picked like, you know, oh, my wife, my wife's a huge fan. She loves it. I don't go into true crime podcasts very much myself, you know, because that's my work. I like to I like to listen to some of those like audio dramas. Have you ever heard of Welcome to Night Vale? <laughs> Interesting stuff. Interesting, Interesting stuff. <laughs> you know, I just I love it when a when a business stays in the family. You say it, it's your brother, your brother and you. <laughs> and you. <laughs> so. <laughs> at the end McCarthy is more relieved than anything else to have been caught yeah he does catch her out on the stage at the live show at the con episode title Midroll Mayhem great 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 episode title great episode title can the fi- can the like his final monologue be during a Q&A segment and he is in the audience <laughs> uh, next up question for the man in the trench coat yeah I just got a few questions for you so I, I have pulled some names. Uh, I went through the, their, their Discord history to pull some names to throw out some 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 strong Columbo possibilities. Okay. Oh right. And I want to hear your thoughts on could they Lumbo? Tim Robinson. I vote. I think ni- I murdered the, the victim. Maybe. Yeah, the guy who gets killed. I can see him being Columbo in like a SNL sketch. We're all looking for the guy who did this. <laughs> all right, I got it. All right, next. H. John Benjamin. Oh. Shit. I was going to instinctively shit. say no, but then I thought no, about no, it. No, that's, that's very good. I could, he could, he could, I think he could potentially do both. I could see him being I, villainous, but I could see him now, being a let Lumbo. Me, let me, let me, I, I thought about this and I'm on team both and let me, let me throw you a, a one word, one word rebuttal as to the idea that he can't be uh, a villain. And that word is Archer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you had to imagine him playing a self-righteous rich douchebag. John Mulaney. <laughs> John Mulaney, definitely villain. Yeah, definitely I can see villain. villain. I don't see a Lumbo. Can't see Columbo. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins. We're talking about podcasts. Villain, absolutely. Villain, a hundred percent. Lumbo. I don't know if I can get behind. Actually, you know what? Like, yeah, given some of his like, I'm immediately going to his like peanut brittle routine. But like, I that got Columbo vibes to me for some reason, and I don't know why. <laughs> That's the reboot. I want John Mulaney as the villain. I want Paul F. Tompkins as Columbo. <laughs> Why, thank you, Mr. Columbo. I've um I've been working hard all day on my stand-up comedy, you see. I've not been able to do a whole murder. Oh, you're still here. I thought you might have gone home by now. You know? Your home, which isn't here. You know, that place where you live and sleep with your wife. I've been told she exists by people on a boat. You've mentioned mentioned that she exists several times. (laughs) Mr. Columbo, if you could stop eating that whole ass egg on my carpet. (laughs) All right, you got any more gangbusters? I have uh, one more, and this one comes from my dear friend Alex Flanagan. Uh, Alex submits a, a 
submits a candidate that is for both both that is i uh, i i heard it and paused and was like no nah, that's 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 a real perfect can play both and that is uh that is our pats that is robert Pattinson. yes absolutely yes 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 yes, yes. <laughs> Um, he is such a little freak. <laughs> you, you, you put him in a suit and he's like a weird, creepy man. And then you take him out of a suit and just a fucked up little grandma. I'm going to piggyback off that with a man who, in my opinion, is basically just Robert Pattinson. But again, and it's Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I don't. Mm, OK, ha- I could maybe say I don't know about villain. Have you seen? He's not a, he's not a convincing villain. To have me. you seen him in that weird movie that came out? It came out like a couple of years ago, where he's like an influencer online. It's no. It's, uh, the movie itself is apparently not good, but his performance in it is very <laughs> chilling. Uh, I can't. I, I can't remember the name of it. I'll look it up right now. Another name, also building off of off of Robert Pattinson, and that is, uh, I think Kristen Stewart probably could do both. I think legitimately mm-hmm. and truly, she would be a fantastic villain. Yeah, you, you'd have to, you'd have to. You'd have to convince me on Columbo. I I've seen I, I I've seen enough like it, it, I think I've seen enough of her like in interviews and things where she just has like a real squirrely kind of like a real squirrely oddball energy that I think if mm-hmm. you fully like unleashed it would make would really hit that Columbo vibe of like like an off putting sort of like weirdo energy. Uh, firstly, that movie was called Mainstream. Uh, you that. can find clips of it. Don't watch the whole thing. Um, well, be- piggybacking off of that, uh, Kate McKinnon. I think. See, I see Kate McKinnon. Anything that Kate McKinnon could do, Natasha Leone would do it better. Oh, we! You just lost us a listener. Kate McKinnon's gonna <laughs> unsubscribe right now, Megan. <laughs> In the case of Columbo, like they'd be doing the same shtick. Yep. Kate, she, Kate, Kate McKinnon has revoked her Patreon pledge of one dollar. <laughs> Kate, no. <laughs> Uh, but for me, I didn't I didn't do a fan fiction this week because I don't know anything about Columbo. But I did kind of come from the exact same route that Megan did, which, uh oh, I wanted to make a new detective. I wanted to make a new cool detective for the 21st century. OK, because there's definitely not enough of those on TV. We you know we really need another quirky detective. We don't have nearly enough. Is it bad? Listen, listen. The USA Network is in a bad place. They're, they're coming knocking. But the amount of I was like, there's not been like a. a there's been like there was Sherlock, and then there was obviously Columbo, and then there were all of like the Agatha Christie detectives. Like we don't have one of those modern day. And then I looked up like. Famous fictional detectives. 20% of the list, all from the USA Network. Every single one of them. <laughs> they they legitimately took psych. Columbo. Med- mentalist man. Monk boy. The, the ghost whisperer? Um, uh, Veronica Mars was on there, too. Uh, can, I, can I briefly tell uh, the secret to making a USA Network original series yeah, yeah. that uh, works every time? And you can apply it to every every like uh, USA Network show you can think of, even if it's not shot on the beach. If you just say beach profession, <laughs> you will come up with a USA Network original mystery series. You got beach cop, you got beach psychic, <laughs> you got beach doctors, you got beach spies, you have beach white collar crime, despite the fact that they're in New York. <laughs> God, I loved beach spy. You have beach witness protection. <laughs> 
You have beach pro wrestling. <laughs> you do have beach pro wrestling. Um, so I, uh, I've come up with instead of a uh, one detective, I've come up with two, and it's playing off old cop tropes. And I have literally nothing, so we can really play in the space on this one. Uh, All right. But I came up with the name Tusk and Bolt. Which isn't a great name, but that's their name. I mean, it's it's no Rizzoli and Isles. Uh, so basically what it's going to be is inverting the traditional old grizzled cop that plays it by the books and then the young cop who's the loose cannon. Now it's an old cop who <laughs> is the loose cannon and is like from the 80s and is trying to remain relevant. Except he doesn't know how to be a detective. All he knew how to do was fight people and shoot guns. And that's probably not going to work out well for him in the year of our Lord 2022. Uh, And this is the series takes place after the passing of his old partner, who was like the Murtaugh to his rigs. Um, His name is Franklin Bolt, which is I had to look up if that wasn't a real person's name. And it is. But I still (laughs) went with it. Uh, he drinks on the job, recklessly endangers lives, engages in pr- t- police brutality. You know, a cop. And he's not even really <laughs> a good detective, but he's got grit, passion, and also a gun. And no one's willing to tell him to leave because he has a uh, tenure. Do you get, ten- you know, cop tenure? <laughs> 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 now, the thing is, there's a lot of pressure there for cops to, you know, produce at least two academic papers a semester. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's tough. Burnout's it's real. It's a tough one. Uh, well, it's time for that old dog, folks, to learn some new tricks because he's getting teamed up with Tusk Jimenez, a local <laughs> private investigator who's been spotted snooping around crime scenes. And if you can't tell by the fact that they're named Tusk, yes, they are non-binary. Now, (laughs) while Franklin started their career as a cop because they wanted revenge for the death of their father, Tusk became a detective because they were really into super hulak in the early 2000s. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh... So the way they get introduced is Bolt gets called to a homicide downtown and when he arrives, he looks over and there's someone in almost completely accurate David Tennant Doctor Who cosplay just dancing (laughs) who just holds open the yellow tape while grooving and then hands Bolt a coffee and then his credentials as a uh, as a private investigator and he's been hired by the family of the deceased because they have expressed a profound distaste for cops calling them rabid dogs that only know how to shoot not solve crimes which offends Bolt because it's true and that that's all I have is just this very gritty boy and then just a millennial twink that dances around <laughs> crime scenes. What, what else do you need? Scotty, you created a show where 90% of the dialogue is going to be the old cop going, of course you've got blue hair and pronouns. <laughs> I don't, well, see, I thought about that and I thought, well, there's two ways. One, firstly, there's no way that we go the, what was the weird Tim Allen millennial show? Um, man of the not man of the last man standing, man, last man standing, yeah, man doing something (laughs) in a place. Man, man is in the name. (laughs) I didn't want to go that route, so either we have to make this very old grizzled cop suddenly cool with a lot of shit, or alternately, (laughs) 
I wanted there to be like an er episode early on where we turn everything on his head. Bolt gets fired from the precinct and then suddenly snaps and becomes the big bad of the whole series. I think that's where you got to go. I think that's where you got to go. I think that feels like the right approach. Yeah. So so there's this. this what I'm, I'm going to say, there's a caveat of sort of here, but this already sort of exists. Yeah. But does- and it's a movie. It's a movie. From either the late '90s or the early 2000s, called the Corrupter, oh. with Chow Yun Fat as the uh, grizzled uh, cop who doesn't play by any rules and just does shit, and Mark Wahlberg as as the young uh, guy who who wants to be a good a good boy and does not want to be corrupted by the Corrupter. By the also, Corrupter, <laughs> there's a there's a real good car chase. I am now mentally picturing Mark Wahlberg in Doctor Who cosplay dancing to Gangnam Style as he's getting between the ropes of a crime scene. Have you heard this shit? It's fucking insane. Listen to this shit, dog. And then he just puts the headphones on him and starts doing the Gangnam Style dance around Chow Yun Fat, who just looks more displeased by the second. All right. Well, that was my idea. It was very little, but I just wanted to get a little bit out there. Tusk Jimenez and Franklin Bolt. <laughs> Tusk Jimenez is going to. Uh, we could put put them up on the shelf next to Hawk Baba Duck and Biscuit Puzzle. <laughs> I forgot about Biscuit Puzzle. <laughs> now uh, I I have something briefly. Okay, it's not much, but I do have something briefly. It is uh it is uh it is an interpretive monologue. In a way, too, I, I think it's it's timely. I was thinking about, like, timely approaches to Columbo, and I think I found a, a hook that I feel like is ready-made, like, once once it becomes apparent what it is. So I want you to picture uh, there is a crime scene, there is a body that appears to have been, like, knifed and, like, slashed open. It's a grisly scene, and Columbo is walking over. Oh, I'm, I'm so, so I, I'm sorry I'm running late. My wife, I met her for lunch. We got hibachi. It was lovely. The guy, he did the, he did the thing. He flipped the shrimp into her mouth. He was playing with the <laughs> knives. It was wonderful. It was a great experience. I'm so sorry I'm running late. That's a grisly crime scene. Now, what is interesting to me is that if you look, that knife does, the, the, the wounds there do not appear to be anything that is that like a normal knife would have, but you know, who am I to tell? I did just watch a man play with knives. Maybe I just got knives on the brain. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it go. Anyway, I'm, I gotta go. But something, you know, it's funny. It's funny to me. My mind wanders is that we don't see any footprints or signs of a struggle here. It's almost as if the suspect did not anticipate being attacked. It's almost as if their attacker appeared out of thin air. And what is especially interesting to me is that those three red lights that are on your chest right now, <laughs> I, it just makes the mind wander. Anyway, I'm gonna, I gotta, anyway, I'm gonna let you go. But just one more thing. Why is that spaceship flying in the sky? <laughs> Columbo versus aliens. Tell me Columbo versus Predator would not be yeah, I would watch Columbo versus Predator in like, fucking uh, heartbeat. The, the whole, the whole, the, like, and in Columbo style, 
it would be the first half of it would be from the perspective of a predator, right? You'd see them in sort of peak shitty, peak outer space shitty white guy hunter mode where you watch them like hunt somebody and they kill them. You see them call their complaint, complain about their auto bill because their dad owns a dealership. Like they skin you get, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you get, you get, and they, and like they pull off the hunt and they think they're about to get away when like as they're about to leave a room, Columbo walks into to it effortlessly deduces that there is an outer space big game hunter in the room and like every time they try to attack Columbo like they he like does something to throw them off officers arrest this man and then he points to nothing and then the predator shows up <laughs> the predator appears out of the cloak and then gives the classic Columbo <laughs> the slow clap well played lieutenant puts the hands behind the back and willingly gets arrested well you are very observant lieutenant is it bad when you started off on hibachi mentally I did picture Columbo pulling a whole shrimp out of his pocket and then tossing it into his mouth He's eating shrimp the whole scene. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, they they made an onion volcano. It was incredible. Here, I've got I've got some in my hand. If you'd like to try, he just starts pulling shrimp out of his pocket. You're telling me, sir, if I'm if I'm led to believe, and you're the expert here, but are you telling me a shrimp fried this rice? What if he pulls the shrimp out and then you quietly hear the predator noise in the background and that's how he figures it out really quickly. He's like, yeah. I don't know if any of y'all know this, but a predator's favorite food is hibachi shrimp. <laughs> you almost got away. You almost, almost got, got away. I'll be honest, I did genuinely think you were going to go into this with it. So I went to my doctor the other day, and I was like, doctor, so, I've been down lately. So I, 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 you know, I have tweeted that exact, exact thing. And as I was walking out the door, he's like, one more thing. I, I do have it memorized. I will, I will recite this. Uh, it was, you know, you seem blue. You know, my wife, she was actually feeling down there. It actually got so bad, she went to the doctor. Now, get this, get this, get this. Doctor says to her, go to the circus. See this clown. Long story short, she goes, she laughs, and she, you know, she comes back. It's like she's a whole new person. But now the funny thing is that when I went to pick her up from the doctor's office, you know who I saw in the parking lot? It was you. So let me ask you. If you're so down and you got the same doctor, why are you why are you depressed? Could it be because you are Pagliacci? The plot of this episode is that they know that Pagliacci is the murderer. Oh, like yeah. they like have undeniable proof. So he's not trying to prove that he's the killer. He's specifically trying to prove that he is Pagliacci. <laughs> so good. Fuck, that's funny. All right, well. Ladies and gentlemen at home, we fixed Columbo, and now we must move on to next week, and it's my choice. Oh, no. I'm looking at our episode ideas, and one's sticking out to me, Megan, and it is... What are you going to do? What are you going to do to me? I've been in a great deal of pain over the past week due to COVID. I had... I had tonsillitis last week. Yeah, well, you, what can you do, you know? And so I want to share that pain next week when we discuss Paul Blart Mall Cop. 
The full franchise. We can go one and two as well if you want. That way you don't, we don't have to do a revisitation for the sequel. Dude, are you also including are you also including Dark Ball Black Ball Cop, which is the same Seth Rogan's observant report that came out at the same oh time? Oh my god. That is what that that is what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Jeff, when you when you leave the show now, can you take me with you, please? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Party party of two. If you don't stand at the gate, if you're not at the gates, then the evil breaks through. (laughs) For the good of the world. All right. Well, until then, uh, where could people find you on the Pemberbep? Starting with Jeffrey. Uh, You can find all of my work at jeffstormer.com. That's my podcast, games and everything in between. And you can find me on Twitter at Party of One Pod. Fuck, I didn't think that was going to be so succinct. Uh, Megan, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter at Meg underscore danger, where I just tweet all kinds of dumb bullshit. Uh, or on Tumblr at, Jesus, what is it? It's either, it's either megdanger.tumblr.com or megandanger.tumblr.com. I can't be bothered to remember. There, you can see me reblog a bunch of dumb shit. And you can find me on the uh, the old uh, the old <laughs> wet box there. At... Why? Why is the box wet, Scotty? No, that's not me. That's Columbo who has spilled an entire glass of water on his computer and it's still working somehow. And he's like, guess this is my, the old wet box. Uh, you can find me at Scotty Mo on Twitter. S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Check out all the other podcasts. Like Fight Boys, if you like professional wrestling, or of course The Weird, if you would like to check out some TTRPG action after you check out Party of One. It's the show where me and Megan are basically Mulder and Scully if they were absolute dipshits, and then we hunt down (laughs) evil ghosts and things. Yeah, like listen to Party of One to hear a really good TTRPG podcast, and then listen to The Weird to hear some feral bullshit. <laughs> and you, that's, now, to be fair, Party of One also contains its fair amount of feral bullshit. We did do an episode where uh, my friend found a My Little Pony RPG in his house mm-hmm. when he moved in, like a serial killer manifesto. So, holy uh, shit, that's amazing. Fun follow up because I don't think I've gotten to talk to Jeff about our Party of One episode where we did wrestling and we both created wrestlers uh alistair bateman has now become a character in my wrestling audio fiction and i am at our biggest show of the year in a tag team match against them and their partner for the championships so that makes me so happy that makes me unbelievably happy you have made a legend in the form of alistair bateman also go to jointheweird.com to find that uh, thank you to Best Day for the music that lets you know that it is podcast time and the music that lets you know all oh, podcasts go bye-bye. If you like the way it sounds, then you can hear more of it at soundcloud.com slash best hyphen day. And if you want some merchandise that definitely is going to get taken down by Disney one day, go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com for some of the most cursed shit you've seen in the entire world, including <laughs> Megan's invention of the greatest film ever made spider-man no way home get deadpool home featuring multiverse of madness multiverse of madness (laughs) to featuring morbius it's just buy buy the shirt before 
Michael Mouse comes to Scotty's home and murders them in the night. Yeah, you can get that. You can get the old-fashioned New York Slice shirt. We got some sick merch. Uh, and I, some of our fans in the Discord just got some New York Slice shit. So you can get that at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. And you can support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS. It comes back to the show, and you get early access to fun fiction. As soon as the show gets done and edited, it's there live for you instead of the other pukes who have to wait till next Thursday. And and you can get that at patreon.com slash load of BS. Now, Jeff, one more thing before you leave. This is the part of the show where we need to tell you that we don't actually have a sign off for this show. We just have to be funny until one of us laughs hard enough that I can cut it off. So I'm going to need some real comedy out of you. Well, then. <laughs> Very observant of you. <laughs> For I am, in fact, a great clown. <laughs> clown. I knew you were that polyatch. <laughs> <laughs>